Blog Talk Radio. Five, 
now tuned in to The Tea with Mo, the community sip and stir with your host, none other than Miss Mo, and joined as always by her lovely co-host, Sunny. All right, good afternoon. You are now tuned in to The Tea with Mo. This is your host, Miss Mo. I am joined by my lovely co-host, Miss Sunny. How are you doing today, Sunny? I'm doing great today. Um, it is a cloudy day here in North Carolina, but it's nice and cool. And today is my dad's birthday, so we're having a great day. Happy birthday to Papa Willie Lester. Thank you. You know, I am doing okay. I am a little discombobulated today. We had some technical difficulties. Uh, the laptop decided to just completely shut down right after the song played. So we'll get it together, though. But um, it is nice and hot, hot, hot here in Houston. Uh, if you like hot with a side of hot, then that's what we've got here in Houston today. <laughs> and it is humid. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, like I said, you can always hop on a flight, and for today, for today, it is nice and cool and not too bad outside. Uh, yeah, I will not be hopping on a flight. I don't know what y'all's COVID numbers are looking like, but if they're anything like Houston, <laughs> I'll just stay right here. <laughs> yeah, North Carolina is not that great either. <laughs> yeah, definitely Houston. We are definitely wilding out today, definitely. Well, Sippers. Here at the Tea with Mo, we are all things tea. Our tea reduces stress, provides nourishment, and it helps soothe your mind, body, and spirit. So, what is our Tea of the Week this week? Tea of the Week this week is one that Miss Mo has been suggesting for weeks now. And there has been a little bit of a controversy about whether or not it actually qualifies to being a tea. <laughs> so, guys, our tea of the week for this week is Long Island tea. <laughs> and the only <laughs> benefit, I guess, if you call it, is that it will help you get through this virtual tea thing that some of us are about to start. And I don't know about there. And Houston, Mo, but here in North Carolina, their schools are starting tomorrow. So that's going to be interesting. Well, we do have some schools that started to that started actually last week. Um, my kids actually start school on Wednesday. So I definitely will be drinking the Long Island Ice Tea Choice Tea of the Week this week. That will probably be my choice of tea for the next. Uh, how long are my kids being? Uh, probably for the foreseeable future, pretty much. Oh, okay. So, yeah, this tea this week is definitely for for us parents out there, grandparents, caregivers, whoever <laughs> it is, to get through the week. So the debate is over. The debate is over. So those of you who have said Long Island iced tea is an actual tea choice, you win. This week, it is actually a tea choice. (laughs) (laughs) So what tea are you actually sipping on this week, Sunny? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) So what tea are you sipping on, if any? 
<laughs> you well, okay, so I had to come um down south. I had my daughter had an unexpected sleepover guest this weekend. And, you know, since it's the week leading up to her birthday, mommy will allow this particular surprise. Um I actually had a blast with both girls, but I also realized, mm. y'all, God makes no mistakes, okay? Uh, he knew exactly what he was doing when he gave me a single child and not a set of twins or triplets. I'm not about that life. All you multiple moms out there, hats off to you. I support you. If you ever need a babysitter, I can watch one at a time. But um, <laughs> one. <laughs> One at a time. You have the, I don't know, divide and conquer, y'all. Divide and conquer. So we came down to South Carolina to bring her back home. And sadly, I also found out that my great aunt um, passed away. Um, so no. on the way down, I had to stop at, you know, my, my favorite uh, restaurant for tea at Bojangles. Where, where, and where so that? I am <laughs> <laughs> to stop at Bojangles and get an iced tea. So we are sipping on iced tea this afternoon. <laughs> you know, I would say that that's a surprise, but I don't think me or the sippers are surprised at the fact that you stopped <laughs> at Bojangles. Now tell us, how many times did you stop at Bojangles this week for some tea? You know what? Don't judge me. Do not judge me. Okay. No judgment. Bojangles, no judgment. No for judgment. One, for one, Bojangles is like literally a walking distance of my job. So, I okay, I think I've only been there for like three times this week for a tea. I'm but so I'm cutting proud back. of you. I'm so proud of you. You are doing so well because I've only been to Michael's like four times this week. So, we are doing so well. I think ever we since are. we had Baby A Harley, look, ever since we had A Harley on the show a few weeks ago, you know, she came in and she definitely read us. She gave us all the tea on budgeting. So I think for us, that's pretty good. Three to four times a week. I think, I think, I think that is pretty good. I think, you know, that, that actually is a record breaker for both of us. That, we deserve a lot of Definitely. Baby steps, baby steps. So, you know, this week I'm actually reverting back to our tea flavor, which actually is the tea with Mo tea flavor. Um, You know, we've got our own tea. Um, This one is about, like we've said before, it's rose and hip. Um, It's got vanilla, peach, and rose mixed together. So I decided to open up the show with that, I'll probably move into some lemon ginger in a little bit just to, to throw throw some good mix in there. Um, I'm coming off of a sinus infection, so trying to trying to cut that, that mucus back out and getting everything, you know, flowing and breathing correctly. So I'll definitely be on some lemon ginger, uh, which we did find out um, has a lot of added benefits. Um, like every other tea. I think this is the, but to be honest, I think the Long Island probably is the ben, the most beneficial tea that we've had on the show. I will say for as a parent, <laughs> this one's probably going to be the most beneficial. I don't really know what Long Island's, uh, what the benefits of it is. I didn't even take the time to look it up because the only thing that really mattered was the fact that it'll help you get through it. I just know it will. 
<laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sticking I'm sticking to to true to home this week with our tea. Um and sippers out there, if you do wanna get some of that tea, just hit us in our DMs and we'll be sure to get that shipped out to you. So I do want to remind everybody that our call-in number is 563-999-3028. And if you want to speak on our topic this week, which is, are you sending your kids back to school? Are they going to go virtual or are they going to be in person? We want to talk all the tea and all the facts. Um, for parents, if we even want to hear from you, even if you don't have children, what would you do if you did have children in this situation? What would you do? Once you dial that number, which is, again, 563-999-3028, what you'll want to do is press 1, so that way we know that you would like to share. So, you know, we've, we've had a week this week. We've, we've, we want to send out um, definitely some um, some hugs and hugs and a mug and well wishes um, to um, our actual teacher for the week. She actually had an emergency, so we really want to send out um, love and appreciation to her, and we are praying that everything is um, all is well. Yes, we are. So, you know what? I think we are going to go into our first music break and kind of let some flowing and some Sip some more of this little tea, and we'll be right back, guys. Touchdown, am I asking too much, daddy? I just want loyalty, yeah, be all about me Am I asking too much, daddy? Want you to be proud of me Cause a nigga work hard, yeah, I go so hard, daddy I just want, daddy, I just want, yeah I wanna build a family, grow a family tree Am I asking too much, daddy? I just want a backwood and a hot tub with you that's it, I just wanna play your round when a nigga lay down Am I asking too much, that's it, I just want, that's it, I just want, yeah Baby, be my peace, cause a nigga need peace So won't you be my peace, yeah Cause a nigga need peace, that's it, cause that's all I want, yeah I just want a piece of mind with some quality time, baby, do you mind as it? I just need communication, love and patience, baby, yeah, that's it. I just need sex that matters, recreation, sex no longer it. You're all I want, you're all I want. I need a love that's unconditional. More than physical, I'm talking spiritual. I believe in miracles. Am I asking too much? Am I asking too much? Am I asking too much? Baby, be my peace.
I'm just trying to get it, baby, girl, I gotta make it Buy a little money, trying to get home safely Cops trying to kill me Driving wild black, I guess I'm guilty My queen at home, don't kill me The world needs cleaning, oh, so filthy My mama needs something, my daddy needs something My siblings need something, the world needs something I'm just one man and all I'm wanting is a If I make it home tonight Before we get into the topic, we're going to do something a little different today because y'all know how much I love Tank, right? Like, it's pretty serious that I enjoy Tank. So, on the way to the studio today, guess what, Sunny? Guess what I found out today? What did you find out? That he has a new song with Sammy. So, (laughs) you know I'm going to play it. <laughs> so, of course. <laughs> Before we dive into the topic today, I am playing this song. It is called "Where Is the Live." When I tell you, I was in this studio going running crazy, girl, because you know any any new music by Tank is amazing. But to put Tank and Sammy together, I'm an avid uh, Sammy fan, so it's amazing that they, this track is just great. So, sippers, we gonna go into. This next song, just because I love Tank and it's a new song. So here we go. When we come back, we'll go ahead and talk about our topic, which is, are you sending your kids to school? And if so, will they remain virtual or in person? We'll be right back. Tell you any different Girl, you know I'm fucking with you You need me, I'll be over in a minute Nobody more important than you These other niggas, they be out of line I'm too busy, baby, I'll make time I don't go with excuses, babe Everybody use them Every day will feel like Valentine's Even out of sight, you're on my mind Baby, I'm the truest Yeah So tell me where's the line I leave better I get you wetter I'm with whatever, yeah So tell me where's the line My love's better My pocket's better You're all that matters, yeah Somebody tell me where to lie God, he whispered on your cat So I'm choosing you right here, right now So tell me where I'm thinking of the difference for me and her I think you wasted time, but that money spent I 
letting your emotion All this damage is causing even more commotion I dedicate myself to you, pure devotion A different kind of way, with me, enjoy the motion Tell me where is the life I leave better, I get to it And Sippers, we are back. So, as I said before the break, for those of y'all who are just tuning in, that was the new song by Sammy and Tank, Where's the Lie? And, of course, like I said, y'all know I am in love with Tank. So, anytime he has a new song, Sunny, I'm going to probably play it. (laughs) More than likely, (laughs) probably more than once. But that song is going to be literally on rotation, like the whole time, right. pretty much my whole week. It's, yeah, it is. It, it's a good song. It sounds nice. Thank you, thank you. I, I'll take credit. You know, for my man, I'll take credit for him. We we appreciate yeah, that. Definitely, but. it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Good looking out for it. Well, Sippers, we are going to get straight into our topic, and we have a special guest feature who we are going to bring in. Her name is Francesca. She is a first-grade teacher, so we want to welcome her into the studio. Hey, Francesca, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. We are so excited and happy that you came in at the last minute. We really appreciate it, and we are excited to get into this topic and ask you a couple of questions and kind of pick your brain. Okay. But it definitely would not be the tea with Mo if I did not give you a round of applause. (laughs) So we definitely (laughs) welcome you to the tea with Mo. One question we always ask everybody is what is your favorite tea? What is my favorite what now? Your favorite tea. My favorite tea? Mm-hmm. Um, drinking tea. Drinking tea. Okay. Is is it like a – well, my favorite drink isn't a, a tea, actually. It's an alcoholic beverage. Is that considered a tea? That'll, that'll work, too. <laughs> um, that, that would have to be um, a Merlot. A nice red wine, Merlot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is That's really okay, nice. So you have to come, you have to come back through for our wind down. <laughs> oh yes, is that on Wednesday? For sure. No, it's all. It's, it's still on Sunday. <laughs> it's still on Sunday. Okay. We still wind down on Sunday. That's fine. <laughs> That's holy. The Lord turned the water into wine. It's all right. He sure did. Sure did. So it's okay. It's okay. And yeah. probably on a Sunday, so that's okay. <laughs> or Wednesday. <laughs> right. 
It's all, it's all right. Um, but you know, I blame Miss I blame Miss Mo for this because you started with the tea of the week. So quickly this will probably yeah. This will probably be the theme for the show today. So do not so, be surprised. Francesca, don't feel bad. So the team this week that I picked was Long Island Iced Tea. We've had a long-running debate whether or not Long Island Iced Tea is actually a tea flavor. So this week we are siding with our sippers, and we are saying that, yes, Long Island Tea is going to be the tea of choice to get us all through the next couple of weeks of either virtual learning or in-person learning. I think that that is going to be a great oh, choice wow. for teachers, principals, <laughs> caregivers, definitely over here in this household for parents here. We definitely will be choosing that <laughs> as a tea choice. <laughs> I don't know time. if that's going to make I, – I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I can get through the week with, with that. I think I indulge too much in college with, with that one, so. No, I don't think I could make it through the week. <laughs> whether if it's Merlot, Drinking that. if you want to say it's tea, whether if it's Prosecco or something a little bit stronger like some Hennessy or Crown, <laughs> I think we're all going to just need a little something extra in our community. <laughs> I would you know agree. What? I would agree I with that one. I definitely have to agree with you on that one because that's what I had to do last night. So, yeah, hats off to all you parents embarking on this back-to-school journey the elementary, middle, high school teachers embarking back on this journey. My hats go off for all of you guys. So, Francesca, can you it's tell a us journey. just Thanks. a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I am from Dallas, and I went to college in North Carolina where I was there um, for about 20 years. And once I got my divorce, moved back to Texas, and changed careers in its entirety. I was in banking for several years while I was up there and was in retail management. And so I said, I'm not going to do banking anymore. I'm going to get out of corporate America. And I had to figure out what is it that I wanted to do. And I decided to go into education and I wanted to teach kindergarten. I figured that would be the best place for me to teach the, the little people and start at the foundation. So I've been home now five years, and I taught kinder for three, and this is my second year of teaching first grade, so I like it. It has its moments, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that is exciting. Yes, I'm, I'm sure it does. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. I can't, it's, it's... I can't imagine at all. <laughs> Hats off to you. Um because I definitely don't think I'd be able to do do that, especially those young ages. So we definitely commend you, and we definitely thank you for being on the front line with our kids. Um, because that that to go from you know profession going from the corporate world and then deciding to teach that's just a huge transition. So that's absolutely amazing and. Like I said, hats off to you because I definitely don't think that I can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's different. I, I always say that um, it seems like teaching the little people is easier than having to teach some adults. So, <laughs> oh no, I agree with you a hundred percent on that one. Give me a classroom full of kids any day over grown people. Yeah, so I like it. It's it's fun. They keep me. Um, I keep my energy going, definitely. That's for sure. <laughs> so let's get 
straight into our topic, which is mm-hmm. are you sending your kids back to school virtual or in person? Um, well, I have two boys, 13 and 11, and for me, I'm not sending them back. They will be uh, doing the virtual school. And for the uh, school that I am with now, we are virtual until the 28th of this month, and then after that, um, we will go to the school. Now, with that being said, um, the children, or it's really up to the parents, they have the option to send their child to school face-to-face. They have the option to continue to do virtual. And then they have another option where it is not so much virtual, it's where they can log on at any time and they can uh, review the recorded lessons that we've already um, administered throughout the day. So they have those three options to choose from and they can change those options every fifth uh, week of the six weeks. Um, So with that being said, the way it will look like for the classroom setting is the teachers will be there but if the parents have um, decided to leave their children at home, we will then teach those kids virtually. We'll be in the empty classroom for the most part, teaching children while they are at home. And for the ones that have signed up face-to-face, um, out of our first grade team, it's a total of 14 students that have uh, decided to come back for the face-to-face instruction. And so the way that will look, my partner will have seven students and I will have seven students. And we will strategically somehow place them apart. And that's how the face-to-face learning will look. That's pretty much I want to say. I'm not sure if all the, the districts are having those options, but I know for the charter school that I'm at, they have those options, as well as the ISD where my children go to school. They have those three options. So you're – in a, you, we are getting the best of both worlds because we're getting the teacher perspective, but we're also getting the parent perspective. What mm-hmm. made you decide to keep your boys home or keep your boys virtual versus sending them back to school? I wasn't – they haven't really said how the classroom setting will look, and I didn't feel comfortable having them – you know, go to the actual campus not knowing how it was going to be structured. And they do ride the bus. So how does that look when it comes to transportation? Um, I just, it's it's the unknown. And so I just felt, you know, they did well with the um, the virtual learning back in March when COVID um, initially started. So I just felt it was, just okay for them to just stay at home. They were doing their work. Um, the teachers had the the uh, office hours in case they needed any type of additional help. And so they were fine with it, and, you know, I'm comfortable with it. I will say that they want to go back just to socialize and be with their friends, and I get that. Um, I can't blame them for that, but they understand um, the severity of, you know, what could happen if they do go back. So, they're okay. As long as they get to see their friends on the computer, they're fine with that, I'm sure. Now, I definitely agree with that. Um, I asked my 12-year-old, and she said, yes, I would like to go back, but I also under- she said she also understood that it's not safe. Um, mm-hmm. And she was questioning whether or not how would – she said, Mom, how, how would they keep us safe? 
um, you know, how are they going to be able to, how am I, how am I going to be able to social distance with my friends? Mm -hmm. Um, And my, my nine-year-old, he just, like you said, he just wants to go play with his friends. He just wants to see his friends. So I'm personally making the decision until I feel that my, my, each school and not necessarily the district, but the school, it's the district and the school, but until I see how each of the, their schools are going to um, not necessarily promise, but continue to keep them or give us a better view on what it's like, what co- what COVID school is like. I call it COVID school. What is it like to go to mm-hmm. school in this pandemic? Um, because I definitely said if I sent them back to school, I would not allow them to ride the bus. Um, that's mm-hmm. about the only thing that, that our school here in Houston has said that they're going to limit two kids per seat, leave the windows open. I think they're going to do cleanings between each route, but mm-hmm. my, I, I'm not really, um, I'm not confident in the fact that they're going to say that they're going to clean the buses, you know, every route and that you're going to be able to stop, you know, nine-year-olds, uh, from, being next to their friends. Um, So I I definitely agree with keeping them virtual. Um, But I do question how the virtual learning this time around will affect them. You know, I'm not sure. My kids did pretty well virtually um, with the way that they had things back in March. But now I'm not really, um, I'm not really confident in how they're going to do, you know. So I feel like if they struggle for, um, if they start struggling, then I, then I may have to look at, you know, sending them back in person because not every child does well in the virtual environment. Um, as a teacher, how do you feel learning the virtual learning affect, is affecting your students or affecting students as a whole? I would say, you know, in the beginning, because all this started like right after spring break and, um, it took, and it was an adjustment for all of us, I mean, because they're seven. So they're used to moving around and just trying to keep their attention. Um, we finally uh, had to talk to um, our uh, district, I don't know if it was our superintendent or whatever. You know, we all said, hey, look, these hours are way too long for these kids. You've got to reduce it. And the school that I teach at is a um, trilingual school, so they have uh, they learn Spanish and they also learn Mandarin, of course, as well as English. Wow. So they get three different um, languages pretty much in uh, in a day or throughout the week, of course. Um, and so the way it's set up is Spanish is one day, English is the next day, and then the Mandarin language is introduced in specials, which is like a 45-minute block. So it is a lot even when you're face-to-face. It's just a lot to take in. And the hours um, we were face-to-face was like 7.30 to 3.45, 4 o'clock. That was a very long day. So imagine, you know, being a long day face-to-face, but now you're in front of a computer and Mm -hmm. just, you know, pretty much sitting there and trying to keep them awake and moving to, you know, get them up to do some type of exercises or what have you so they can stay alert. So once those hours were changed, that definitely helped keeping their attention span. So we just started teaching half day, and we would finish our day at um, 1 o'clock. And so 
with the kids that I had, I had them in kindergarten, so they were familiar with, um, you know, my teaching process. And, you know, we just explained to them, this is new for uh, for you and for myself. Um, and I just had my uh, resources that I got from school and just brought it home, and we had virtual learning that way with our whiteboards. And it's a lot of YouTube videos out there that helped us out. I think at that point in the beginning, we were all just trying to wing it and figure it out. Um, but now, and they did well. Um, they stayed awake. <laughs> that was a good thing. Um, but overall, they they did well. Um, I think with this group coming in, we're just trying to, as far as the teaching process is, they had, you know, pretty much all summer to kind of structure it and tweak it for a virtual classroom setting. So that helped. And then taking the different trainings with virtual classrooms, how that should look has helped as well. So now, you know, I don't know if this is going to be the new norm when it comes to um, the educational system, um, but I, I think, in my opinion, that um, it's something that we should get accustomed to. I don't think virtual learning is going anywhere. If anything, I think it will continue to be enhanced and tweaked because I just have a feeling more parents will go the virtual learning route. That's just my opinion. Mm. Well, I can I can definitely see that um, because in, in some ways it could probably be even – I don't want to say convenient, but, you know, I know some parents, myself included, my daughter's only, well, she'll be three on Thursday, but I've kind of, mm-hmm. since she was born, I've just been talking around the idea of what type of school she's going to go to. If she's going to go to a public school or a charter school or a private school or Montessori school, am I going to homeschool? Because mm-hmm. you just don't know, and I think the virtual learning option probably help, um, could help parents who also struggle with that, you know, making that choice mm-hmm. or that decision. So I can definitely see that. It's, um, see it sticking around. I agree. Um, I think that just with the uncertainty right now and, you know, in the future, I would say maybe the classroom sizes, of course, will be smaller now because you have more students if they are at home which if it's a face-to-face instruction will definitely, um, now as a teacher, I have more time to um, be engaged with the small group versus having a classroom of 20, 25 kids. And now at this point, you know, I can really reach my low ones um, and work with them, even my gifted ones, my high, you know, students, I have more of an opportunity to reach them as well. So, I think it'll eventually shift in the classroom sizes as well, just because um, kids will be, you know, at home. But I will say then it is the downsides of it too because it comes to the socialization that they they don't have when you are face-to-face. Interaction isn't, you know, there. Um, just those social norms that help you as a person that builds that character, they will lose that if they are in front of a computer all of the time. That's the downfall when it comes to that. How do you socialize with other students? 
and your peers. And now, you know, you, you can't share anything. And, you know, we've always been taught you're supposed to share. Well, now you can't do that. <laughs> it's like that's right. challenging as well with little people. Yeah, it's almost like you're having or we are having to completely restructure how we are going to teach our kids from now mm-hmm. until until <laughs> um, exactly you know like you said with the younger ones they're developing those you know social and emotional skills and things like that and the way that we've traditionally done things we won't be able to do that anymore um i actually teach pre-k and okay. it is it has been a challenge. It has been a big challenge um, since COVID. Our numbers dropped drastically, and we had, like, 25 kids in the whole building. And now because parents are having to go back to work and then, you know, schools are starting to reopen and things like that, we're getting a flood of kids in. And so I just find it interesting, like, in listening to you talk and talk about smaller class sizes, our class sizes are not getting smaller. As of right mm. now, I have um, about 17 or 18 kids on roll in a room that is probably much smaller than your classroom. And these kids have to sleep in there. And um, wow. because because they're so young, you know, they don't have masks. We can't social distance. So they're sitting very close to each other while they're eating lunch, mm-hmm. while they're eating breakfast, um, when they're eating snacks. They play on the playground together. So I'm I have been kind of wondering and trying to understand. Um, I understand the precaution, you know, for the older school age kids, but why is it that, you know, the structures or whatnot are so lax for these preschool children who don't have all their immunizations and mm-hmm. who basically need their teachers to do the very basic things to go to the bathroom, to wipe them, to clean them, you know, things mm-hmm. of that nature. So, and like you said, you know, with the the social aspect of it, how do we teach them, you know, how do they've been, we've been telling them to share since the baby room. <laughs> and now exactly. it's like, it's like, oh, well, you know, we can't play in the sand table. We can't play in the water table. Here's your own set of paints and this and that. That's just, it is a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot well, maybe, to deal with. Um, go so ahead. We are going to. We are going to move and move on and answer a call. So, caller, what's your name and what is your favorite tea? Hi, my name is Shia, and my favorite tea is um, it's still um, green mint tea. So, I'm going to continue with that one. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Like a good choice. Yeah. So are you sending your your child back to school in person, or are you going to do virtual? So right now she's doing virtual um, until they open up school again, and I have my concerns about sending her back to school, but she is the type of child that needs to be in front of a teacher, you know, to kind of grasp everything. Um, She has to see it. She has to have it in front of her to actually read it as well. And so I think as to, you know, Mo's point, I I would 
you know, take her to school because I don't feel comfortable with her riding the bus. But I think once school does open up and she has her mask and she, you know, she's really heavy on her hand sanitizer and she kind of knows how to keep herself, you know, clean. So I'm not worried about that. Um, so I think once school does open up, I'll let her go back to school. And if the numbers climb, then they have the choice of you, you know, continuing them on virtual. So give her the best chance that, you know, she can have to, to progress in school. And if that means that, you know, she has to be in front of a teacher, then that's just something that we have to go that route, you know, until it gets that bad to where she has to do virtual again. So that, that's well, my thought. I can, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can understand that some, like, you know, French Cheska also mentioned some kids need to be in front of a teacher with a teacher they right. do better. Um, right. And the smaller class sizes could also greatly work to her benefit as well. Um, That's true. I mean, and she's is, the only child, you know, and so she needs kind of that interaction. I don't want that to be, you know, something that she lacks as well. And then, you know, she's very athletic. And so having her, you know, be able to do those athletics and, you know, that goes into scholarships, it's just, it, it's a lot that goes into it you know, as to why I would send her back to school. And her safety is always my main concern, but her, you know, education and how she progresses in life is also, you know, part of it as well. Right. Right. I completely understand. Well, thank you so much for calling and sharing with us. Very welcome. I would also want to – I also wanted to – share this is just my two cents but I would say that all of this has um, I would hope has um, opened up the eyes when it comes to the educational system that we we have and the adjustments that need to be made Um, because I think about the kids who um, have those special needs what what does that look like I don't think that that hasn't been truly brought up, at least I haven't seen it when it comes to those children, you know, where mm-hmm. they have to, um, they were, you know, in a classroom with um, uh, teachers who are certified in that, that area and how to teach them mm-hmm. how to, um, you know, how to help them when it, you know, when it comes to whatever special need learning that they had. And now that right. you have those children are not in that environment that they're used to, and especially they're used to structure. And now they aren't in that environment anymore. They're at home. Then what do those parents do? What resources do they have? Um, so I would, I hope that with all of this that's going on, something has happened to say, hey, look, you know, these children over here, they need, or these parents actually need these resources from us right. to help them while they are at home. And and that's a good point. You know, I, I have a, a coworker, you know, who has a special needs. He he has several special needs children, and it, it, it hasn't been addressed, I think, as well as he would have liked it to, you know, as far as them doing virtual learning. And so that, that stuff kind of comes into account when you, you know, you think about, you know, what how am I preparing my child to be a successful, you know, adult and, and be able to be efficient on your own. And so it, it it's a bigger picture than just, you know, sending your child back to school or just education overall, you know. It's just how mm-hmm. are you preparing your child for their future? 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I agree. But and thank you, ladies. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a great one. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that that's something that we have not, that the educational system has not addressed. There's so many issues um, that need to be addressed, that needed to be addressed prior to COVID. And now mm-hmm. that COVID oh, is definitely. here, it's now, it's definitely exposing a lot more of those questions because I think how the school system or as a nation, how we handle our special needs children mm-hmm. and education in general is something that should be addressed and that needs reform. Um, and even now more so class sizes, you know, you've got the preschool, mm-hmm. like Sunny said, with the preschool age children who you're seeing a flex in those classes because now the world is slowly opening up. But what does that look like in the school, you know, for our nine-year-olds and our elementary school, our, our high schoolers? Because there are a lot of kids mm-hmm. now who, because of COVID, they're not able to play sports. You've got those seniors who the schools have decided not to allow collegiate sports or, I'm sorry, allow UIL and on a college level. You've got seniors who are mm-hmm. not able to play basketball and football and what does that look like? What does the other side of that look like? So I definitely feel, which is our next question is, did they open up schools too soon? Did we open up in general too soon? But more more than anything, did we open the schools too soon? Do you both feel that, we, that they reopened um, in-person learning too soon? I personally think that, well, here, that they opened up everything to some personally. Um, I think, you know, but with the economy, you know, I, I, the push to open up the businesses, okay. Um, but overall, I do think that the schools um, have opened up when it comes to face-to-face learning too soon. Um, I mean, they pushed it back until the end of, well, for us, the end of September, but you know, still, it's still that unknown. I would say you at least could have waited until the end of the year. It's just my opinion. But overall, I think that uh, they did. The, as far as face-to-face. I agree. Face. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I spoke to a parent um, the other night who has school-age children, and she feels that uh, she's actually made a decision to do virtual learning through this first semester because her concern is for when the weather changes and cold exactly. season becomes a factor. Mm-hmm. So she said she mm-hmm. would just rather keep her kids home through this first semester, see how things work out, and then, you know, if things have improved by January when school starts back, then she'll let them go in person, or if not, um, she'll just continue to keep them at home, but um, I agree with you, Francesca. I just feel like everything opened too soon, and we did not do enough while everything was shut down. Agree. I agree. I agree, and it's like, um, you know, before COVID, just in the fall and in the winter, the germs quickly spread, you know, someone has the flu. Nine times out of ten, Um, Your teachers get sick. Other students get sick. Um, It's, you know, we all get sick, it seems like, and it just spreads so so quickly. And, you know, we try our best 
um, we wiped down the tables with, you know, Lysol, the Lysol wipes, the Clorox wipes, you know, we're spraying the door handles. And this was way before COVID anyway. This was just part of our daily routine of cleaning. So, you know, if we were already doing that to prevent the spread of, you know, any other germs, is that really enough to prevent um, something such as, as COVID as well? Um, and then just trying to the classroom management, you know, keep your mask on or, you know, they take their mask off, just trying to actually teach and not every five minutes tell them to keep a mask on or don't touch this or you don't touch that, you know, that that eats away at your um, actual instructional time as well. And it distracts the students from what they should be learning or could be learning. Oh, exactly. Or heaven forbid, one student coughs, now the whole class is like, oh, you have COVID, you have COVID. Now, now you're making fun of kids. Like, because yeah. that's, that's what kids are going to do. <laughs> that's what they do. They will do that. Oh, you have COVID. You're sick. The next thing you know, they're at home saying uh-huh. he coughed and he has COVID. No. Yeah, and then parents are freaking out. Well, why aren't you keeping us informed? <laughs> exactly, on, exactly. <laughs> this is not what happened. First of all, there was dust in the classroom. <laughs> I think that also plays into the role of, you know, with, with how do you look at that also. Um, it's like a new, it's like another thing to be bullied on and to be picked about, especially mm-hmm. if, you know, it's especially for our low-income um, children or kids who and families who, you know, they may have the generic face mask, but then someone else has a design exactly. face mask. Mm-hmm. You know, Your face that's mask is come... cheap. Exactly. So it's so many mm-hmm. different, um, I think, levels that they just have not thought about. And I get, you know, here in Texas, you know, definitely football is a, is a major thing. So I get the need and how much funding that plays a role and how much funding our sports bring in for our schools, for our school systems. I mean, not for our teacher salaries, but for the system, which is another thing we have, you know, that mm-hmm. we'll discuss also. So with the with changing gears a little bit, when do you think that now we've got this big thing about vaccination? So will you, um, if the schools decide that your children have to be vaccinated with this new vaccine that comes out, Will you be vaccinating your children with this new vaccine that's supposed to be coming in 2021? No. You know, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. And I only say that because, you know, we don't even get the flu shot. I just, I just don't get it. I just, you know, take my natural route of vitamins and so forth. So to get a vaccine for COVID, I, I seriously doubt it. I would even do that for my children or for myself. Just I, I definitely mm-mm. will not. I I think about the whole thing of, um, you know how when you're watching daytime television and you have the infomercials that come on and they say, I think about mm-hmm. like 10 years from now, it's going to say, or maybe 20 years from now, it's going to say, did your parents vaccinate you in 2021? If you have experienced mm-hmm. a big toe on your thumb, or did you grow a third eye from the COVID vaccine 2020? Exactly. Give us a call. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I definitely, I, I don't, I listen, you know, they tell us to listen to science. And if some of the world's greatest scientists are telling us and doctors are telling us that it literally takes close to five to ten years on most vaccines and drug patents in itself to go through these trials to really see if it's going to be effective, then how do they think that they could just create it in less than a year or almost a year and a half Mm -hmm. from now where they're going to be doing it? I don't think so. Y'all, I I definitely will not be giving Mm -hmm. my kids any kind of vaccine for probably the next few years when it comes to COVID. Because like the flu vaccine, there's so many different strains. So we've already seen Mm -hmm. that COVID has mutated, what, two or three times? There's been two or three ways. Um, and even exactly. with, you know, winter coming, that is the question. What will we do then? What will, how will you protect the children? How will you protect our children and our teachers and the staff? How do you protect everyone? I mean, from the lunchroom to recess. So they just not going to have recess. I mean, what do you do to protect them? I don't, I don't feel like any, I don't feel like America has answered that question at all for any school district. Um because I don't think they the have an answer. <laughs> I don't think they yeah, do. They, they don't know what to say, but that's, no, I agree. That's way too soon for a vaccination. That goes back to what Francesca was saying before about um, virtual learning being around for the long haul, because I think quite a bit of parents, especially parents, if, you know, their kids have a weak immune system or, they were born early or anything like that, um, the exceptional needs children, if they're going to say your child cannot go to school without this COVID vaccination, then they're probably going to opt to, okay, well, they'll do virtual academy or I'll just homeschool. So I think that will Mm -hmm. probably become the new norm as far as education. And I think it it goes beyond that as well. Um, You know, it's, it's opening up uh, the eyes of employers, okay, what is what was once something you had to be, you know, face-to-face physically present at your job. Can you structure that to where that, that person can do that same job but just at home? And I think it's, um, it's starting to shift in that area as well. Um, various companies are saying, hey, well, maybe we need to look at what our – our alignment is, our structure is like to shift those gears and, you know, um, structure it to where, hey, they can work from home. They can get the same uh, job done, the same effectiveness. It's just not at the physical place. It's at home. I think that's going to, if it hasn't already started, that's going to, to shift as well within the next year. Um probably like at the end of this year, I would say, but I know maybe next year it's companies may start looking at that to accommodate the um, their workers. I, I really, yeah, I, I, go ahead, or go ahead, Betty. No, I was just saying that um, I agree with that. Um, there are a lot of jobs that have shifted and done that. I actually even saw some preschools do that. You know, they were doing the mm-hmm. same way that the um, elementary, middle, high schools were doing the teaching virtually online. Preschools were doing the same thing. Um, so I do think that they probably will do something along the lines to be more creative with the ways that 
people are able to work from home. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys think that students um, with low-income families, do you really, do you guys feel that they're at a disadvantage in this pandemic? Um, because it, it, it makes me wonder about kids who don't have, you know, access to, um, to tablets and to, you know, internet. Um, I know a lot of schools are giving out, you know, the technology needed, but what about the, you know, the internet at home, you know, and I know they've been saying, oh, we're making Wi-Fi available, but let's be real. I don't know how many, you know, carriers are actually offering extra Wi-Fi hotspots. So it, it, it makes me feel like, you know, having just virtual learning is a disadvantage. Do you guys agree? Um, I strongly I would agree. Say it, it, it will affect them if it hasn't already. Um, like the schools are giving out the computers, but at the end of the day, they need the Internet to be able to function. So how does, you know, how do you get them those hot spots? Um, is it going to take, you know, a certain carrier to figure out what they're going to do with their business alignment to um, to reach those those people that you know maybe need assistance? Um, it's all of this is just opening so many eyes in certain in all areas when you literally break it down. It's it's you know goes beyond the educational system. It goes with the businesses. It's just so much um, that's being impacted by this. And it even goes to show, um, you know, how broken our um, our uh, nutritional system is when it comes to the school systems, um, you know, making sure that those kids get those meals that they would normally get when mm-hmm. they are at school. And now how do you, you know, structure that to make sure they get those three meals um, a day that they may not receive at home? as well as I know certain schools they would give out meals for on the weekend. So how do you get them to get the meals that they need? Right. And I think all that plays a huge factor, but also additionally when you think about the low-income students and what puts them at a disadvantage is that not only – made the Wi-Fi and whatnot be hard to come by because, you know, I'm right now I'm in rural North Carolina. This is about as rural as it gets, okay, guys? I'm sitting in the middle of a cornfield literally talking to y'all because I get no reception inside of my grandparents' house. <laughs> what part of North Carolina? So, uh, Roland. So I don't know if you're familiar with south of the border, but it's right there on the border of North and South Carolina. Um, oh yes, I know where you are. Yes, it's yes, mm-hmm. nothing out there. <laughs> yeah, nope, <laughs> nothing, nothing out here. <laughs> Not a, a thing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so yeah, I do have you know concern for the children that are all the way out here, and you they can have computers and tablets and whatnot, but where is this perception coming from? And also, you know, they might have parents that work long hours. I know a lot of people work in the plants that are around here, and Mm -hmm. they go to work early and they come home late and they're exhausted. And some of them, I mean, you never know. Some people might be stronger in some subjects than others. The parents might struggle to help the child if they need help somewhere because 
God knows if my kid ever comes to me with an issue in math, um, you're going to have to talk to your grandfather and your aunt because mommy cannot help you with that. So those are some of the things that I think about when I think of the low-income students and their ability to be successful during this time. Um, I know personally some of them were struggling before COVID hit and were having to do summer school or repeat the grade that they were in while they were in person in school. So I can only imagine what they're having to go through now. I would agree as well. So how can parents and caregivers help the students to reach their maximum potential during this time? Mm. Wow. It's going to definitely take um, effort from both, you know, sides, both the parents, the caregivers, um, the schools really going to have to work together to get those resources in place so that, um, well, to help the children at the end of the day. I mean, I don't know what that will actually look like, but it's, um, I would think they would need to put something in place to say, okay, um, we need to get these resources out to these parents. So while they're at home, this is how, um, or this is the go-to that they can utilize to make the um, at-home experience a little bit smoother. Um, Whether that's uh, uh, meetings that they need to have, um, but some type of resource in place so that um, just to help the parents, really, so that they will know what to do with the child at home. You know, I I, yeah, I I think. Go ahead. Oh no, that's fine. Go ahead. I think overall, I just think it's a it is as a community we've got to be really focused, especially on the kids that are around us, um, in our neighborhoods and our community. Um, I definitely think, um, you know, if you have the time, since some of us are home, this is a good time also to kind of join your PTA. Um, and being available and seeing what is needed, you know, how we can see what the PTA needs to be able to support our teachers because I feel like for you guys right now, this is, it's it's not just a struggle on us as parents, but as teachers, um, you're putting Mm -hmm. your life at risk. You're putting your child, your children, your family's life at risk by even being in the school itself and even going back, being brave enough to go back to school to teach in session, you know, for those children. Um, I would definitely implore our sickers to definitely um, take the time. And even if you cannot give your time to PTA, to the PTA, definitely pay the $10. Well, at least I know here in Texas our fee is $10. So even mm-hmm. that because our, our, our PTA is who, you know, we do our, our teacher appreciation. You know, they do all those little extra things that we as parents don't necessarily take the time to think about um, what teachers need. Um, 
And, you know, even if seeing if your kid's teacher needs extra supplies because kids that are in, I know for our school here, everybody has to, you have to have your own supplies. There's no shared supplies anymore. So, um, and even donating to drives, you know, those backpack drives, the, the school drives, just because we're virtual or predominantly virtual, the back school drives still have to happen. Kids are still mm-hmm. going to need supplies. Kids are still going to need those notebooks because, like, you know, even more now than ever, we are, um, everyone, a lot of people are laid off. A lot of people are not making the income that they used to make. So I think giving back as a community to those drives or donating, you know, even if you just call the school and say, hey, I've got an extra set of supplies that I'd like to donate to someone. Even in that sense, you know, that they may be different ways that you can drop it off, but I think still doing those little bitty things like that is a big way that we can also continue to contribute to our to our community on this pandemic because we should have been doing it before, but even more now, so we need to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, we are going to go into a music break. We'll be right back. Supersonic pussy catchers like a jaguar, silky black. So let me climb your world like that. You got nine times to come hit that. Like 
Absolutely. Uh, my name is Mother the Creator, uh, M-U-V-A, the like good English, creator like God. I'll never ask anybody to call me God. I just ask that they respect the creator in me. Um, I'm a mom of four, uh, one half of Kiss Your Mother with that mouth. Uh, we host writers' workshops as well as open mics. So, of course, of course, I have to ask you, what is your favorite tea flavor or what tea flavor are you sipping on this week, if any? Hey, now, okay, so I I mix my teas, so, like, and it depends on how I'm feeling. Um, Lately, I've been on, like, I've been adding a little bit of mullein just to cleanse my my lungs, you know what I mean? Um, And I incorporated some red turmeric tea into it and I did that for like some inflammation that I was experiencing um, and then I kind of like to add a little peach flavor on top of that so like I like to mix the loose leaf teas ooh yes so our tea with low blend is loose leaf yes ma'am can you hear us oh, okay awesome yes I can uh, our, loose, our loose leaf is is definitely um, is my favorite. I definitely, um, I think I'm more partial to loose leaf tea now than I am regular tea, and the and the red. <laughs> I just got a mother. Uh, somebody just said ginger lemon tea is better. <laughs> just got a think mm. uh, um, they, they're battling your we tea have choice a- this week. <laughs> That is interesting. Oh, I, I did. So, I gave a whole lot. We have a black-owned farm down here that uh, supplies us with, like, dope medicinal teas. Oh, really? That Now, that's interesting. I don't think we've heard that one before, so I'm going to have to reach out and text you and be like, hey, I, mm. I need me some, some custom tea. That's, a, that's amazing. Absolutely. Atlanta Harvest. They're amazing. You know what? I'm actually coming to Atlanta in a few weeks uh, for my birthday, so I'm definitely going to have to check that out, Atlanta Harvest. I'm writing that down. So, Mother, we have a, so our topic today is, are you sending your kids back to school, either virtual or in person? We've kind of talked a lot. Um, we've gone over a lot. We've gone over how, as a community, can we support our teachers and support our students, We've talked about the low-income students and how it's affecting them. Um, Are you sending your children back virtually or in person? Uh, Virtually. We're not not going into the school. I actually did a career change uh, to prevent going back into the schools. I was a substitute teacher and track coach. And what led to that? I'm doing something different. Just understanding the reality of, of a lot of the classrooms. So I've worked in um, special ed classrooms, for example. And when those students would get sick, there was no, there was nothing in place that would prevent anybody in the classroom. And the classrooms were um, self-contained, so we were in one area. There was no windows open, wasn't a lot of ventilation, wasn't a lot of going in and out. So in in my mind, I couldn't imagine if we're not equipped to handle three students in a, in a school building that are sick. If we're not equipped to accommodate those students, I couldn't imagine what an epidemic would look like in a classroom um, or a school building um, and how quickly it was spread. I, I, couldn't see, um, I couldn't see our school system being equipped to handle that. So in, in that case, I have to do what's best for my, my, my children. I couldn't even go in there to work. 
Um, so I, I couldn't imagine sending my children. And should anything happen, what do we do there? Do does the school quarantine them? Do they how do, how what are the plans? I I just wasn't given a, a clear understanding of what's going on because I think we don't really have a lot right now. It's kind of going to be a play by ear thing. I just wasn't comfortable with sacrificing my children um, and our well being for um, maybe. You know, that's, I think we all, I think we, all of us on the call today, I think, um, we've also got Francesca on the line. She's a first grade teacher and my co-host, Sunny. Um, I think that we've all kind of had that same, um, that same thought process and the, the uncertainty of what our school districts as a, as a whole have said what's going to happen. They really haven't given much um you know, maybe some of the private schools I have seen, you know, celebrity kids and things like that, which I would expect nonetheless. But um, for our children, our, us normal people out here, they haven't given us much direction. And I think it's, it's such a shame. And I think it goes back to our question of we felt that as a collective, they, we reopened way too soon. I mean, they've reopened the entire America at way too soon, but definitely our school district. Um, I definitely mm-hmm. feel that we should we should be definitely virtual for quite a long time because I think what's going to happen we're going to end up back where we were in March, which is the the, mm-hmm. the COVID cases will become so high because you can't social distance and they're not prepared, and we will be back in the same place that we were where everyone will be virtual again. Um, but unfortunately, we will. I think we're going to have to unfortunately um, learn. We're going to learn the hard way, um, which is what America loves to do. So, Mother, if you could, when you ever you are ready, could you give us a, if you don't mind, spitting us a piece or two, please? Absolutely. Um, I'll share with you guys a, a poem I wrote at 17, um, and it's kind of my experience in schools. Um, yeah, so it, it, it kind of opened quite a few doors for me. Um, so I feel like it's only fitting um, to open up with this one. But, so, um. My journey began in biology. At this all-white school was no one who thought like me, but I was all right with that. Because, see, I've always walked with the world on my back. Besides, I was not born to be no follower. See, I am a descendant from a long line of conquerors, but that the point is besides. See, I came here to break down my theory on this genocide, so check it. I'm in class with my hand held high. Because I have this question that's eating me up inside. So teacher, please help me to overstand this concept of pigmentation and the world's first man. But see, instead of helping me, he made it clear to me that I still wasn't free to ask the questions relevant to finding my ancestry. But don't think that stopped me from wanting to know. Because after that is when my mental actually began to grow. But I came across some stuff one day that made me stop what I was doing just to pray. See this cat who went by the name of Lynch? He found a way to control us without using whips. What he developed was a time bomb created to self-destruct. And when it's time to erupt, the major casualty would be the African mentality. Now, the last poets warned us to pay attention to our evolution. Instead, they referred to it as a revolution. When the revolution comes, 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 when the revolution comes, the see. Let me slow down because I'm starting to hear the beat of African drums. Now, I hope you all understand that slavery was the first empire of its kind. Here, I can bring everybody up into our time. Just like slavery, we making all these cats rich. And none of our communities are seeing profit from the Tommies, the Calvins, the Guests, and Old Navies. It's funny that they can't sell a cell phone without the help of Jay-Z. 
But let me ask you all a question. Maybe it'll help free us from this oppression. Have you ever heard of Kankakee? Better yet, take a journey down your local court street. If you pay attention to where we shop, you will unconsciously witness how fast the dollar leaves our block. We are being sold all these bogus products, and unintentionally we helping to construct another empire because we slaves to fashion. But quick to see somebody whack and start bashing what they rocking because they ain't copying that real shit. When the reality is we in the middle of a conflict with self because we're so self-conscious. But listen, I can bring it back. I can bring it back and tell y'all why. Why sometimes you look in the mirror and want to cry. Why we lack self-love and indulge in self-hatred. Y'all, we were created in the image of God. And we're almost so perfect that somebody got shook and convinced us that we were odd. Now, Africans in America are a unique race. We evolve and live at our own pace. Never have we fit into American society, not to mention the overwhelming amount of variety. See, we come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. Hell, why y'all think everybody else want us as their lovers? People tan for weeks just to look like we. They get lip jobs, nose jobs, butt jobs, NAACP jobs. It sucks that we still can't get jobs. Y'all, we had a president that feared us. His father wanted to send us back to Africa by bus. We were told that we were inferior in order for another race to feel superior. But if we are such this ugly race of people, then why do so many people view us as lethal? Hands up, don't shoot. And if you pay attention to some of these traps that our brothers fall victim to because of the way they wear their baseball caps, two tickets will get your driving privileges seized. So don't bother asking for any help with any of your needs. Everybody knows you can't feed a baby air, and it's not that easy to walk everywhere. So when you get in your car and get ready to drive to work and the police pulls you over and puts your face in the dirt, the price to pay for driving without your L's is jail. But see, hold on. Here's where you really enter hell. It's supposed to be a violation because of that little conviction if you vote. So we get stuck with people like President Bush. Actions and name are synonymous with the word puss, and because of Bush and Dick and Colin and their ironic names, a lot of people get caught up into playing games. So don't think you go get a decent job with folk like this in office because you forced into a hustle to get out of this sorry situation. We find ourselves locked in this nation where we are all racing for a better tomorrow, a place of better days where our kids can grow, a place where it's okay to be a kid, a place to grow up like our parents did where penny candy and Chico sticks are easy to find and grown-ass men aren't interested in little girls behind where if any grown person heard you cussing, it was your head, they'd be busting. A place where you didn't have to hide from the massive destruction of the world outside, where if somebody looked at you funny, you can let it ride. But see, if you ain't searching for this place, why hell, you just committing suicide. Because you sitting down waiting for this genocide. That's that piece. Look. Come through, come through. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, nice. so, okay. the nail on the head. So we thought, you, we you. thought your king's kiss a couple weeks ago brought that heat, right? But uh, no, 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 no. We see why this dynamic duo goes well. You just killed that and brought that through. Even, I mean, it was line after line. I was writing, and I'm writing, and every time you said something, I'm like, wait, hold on, that's another one. In the relationship job, that was, that was it. I, I was in there <laughs> snapping, and I'm like, I keep saying I need to get a snap sound, but I promise you, definitely <laughs> I'm getting a snap sound. I said it before after your King performed, but no, uh-uh, no, we need a snap sound for sure. 
<laughs> then you said they view us as lethal. Hands up, don't shoot. That yeah, normally yeah. I would have acted it out, but you guys can't see me here. <laughs> look, look, we can definitely get on live after this if need be. But my lord, ladies, <laughs> she not say <laughs> that, please. Thank you, man. She knocked that all the out of the park. I actually, um, I have a, a bit of a backstory with that piece. As I said, I was 17 when I wrote it, um, and that poem kind of got me all over the place. I ended up at the Kennedy Center uh, once I got to college, but I went to a school where um, it was the majority uh, white, so I've never, like, I had two black teachers K through 12, but my, my teacher, my English teacher in high school would never give me above a C because she said I didn't speak as eloquently as I supposedly wrote my papers. So she gave me plagiarizing mm-hmm. grades for every paper that I wrote in high school and told me that because I was black and a female, I wasn't going to accomplish my goals because I had two strikes against me and she just wanted to give me some reality. So I said that to say, if you have um, black teachers on here, I just want to tell them thank you for your service because it's absolutely a service um, in a ministry, um, what black teachers do in our school systems. And they're so vital um, to the heartbeat of our children. And I do believe that they can do that virtually. That energy transcends. But, yeah, that's that's my spiel on that. Woo. I mean. Wow. I mean, the backstory to that and then hearing it again, I mean, that I'm going to have to go back and replay this again because that just makes more sense. It just makes it so much more sense um, hearing that backstory with it. There was a line that you said about President Bush, which is so funny because in my mind when you said Bush, I was like, oh, that's still Trump. That's still relevant. Mm-hmm. It's still mm-hmm. relevant. And we are how many years later? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we needed that, Mother. Thank you so much because we needed that piece. We needed that piece with this conversation today. Thank you. Um, Thank you. And I'm I I am so grateful. We are so so grateful for you coming through. I know that you are. We are taking time away from from your beautiful family, and we really appreciate you just taking this time. Um, coming through and talking with us and discussing the topic with us. Can you tell our sippers how they can follow you and where we need to view the show um, on, I believe you said it's on Monday, correct? Absolutely. Um, You can follow me on IG, um, any other social media platform site. I'm at Mother the Creator, uh, M-U-V-A, the like good English, creator like God. I promise I won't lead you astray. I might talk some stuff, you know, some stick that comes out, I'm sure is man-made, but some of it is anointed. So you just might crave what I got. <laughs> Come through, poets. I love, you know why I love poets? Because everything they literally say is so poetic. Not all poets, but the dope ones, like yourself. It's always, <laughs> it's always something, it's always something to take from. Even in that direction, it's just something to take from. Um, man, we've got so many hashtags. It's just crazy. So many hashtags uh-huh. just from, from you alone. So we appreciate you 
so, so much. Our sippers out there, don't worry. She will be back to feature for us at some time in the future. I hope that that is still uh, something we can cast in on. Um, and we are so thankful for you. We're so excited. And we hope you have a great evening. Stay safe out there. And we appreciate the service that you did give at being even with us being a substitute teacher. We really appreciate that. And we have to say thank you for that, um, for that service. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you. I'm not doing it now. But well, thank you. <laughs> well, for your previous service is what I mean. Um, we definitely say thank you. And if you do decide at some point to go back to that, we thank you. Um, so we hope you stick around for the rest of the show. We will talk to you soon. Indeed. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Take care. Ladies, when I say we don't get, I mean, we don't get, we do. Okay. Every week, every poet that comes on here, every week, thanks, shout out to YT uh, from Yours Truly Poetry for our poetry plug, also for our feature plug this week, Francesca, thank you so much. So we are always like speechless. Like she just came through and hit our topic on the head. Um. So, and you know what? Hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can get her to, Mother, are you still there? Are you still there? Yes, ma'am. Oh, so I brought you back. I was trying to be respectful, but if you will do another piece for us, I, I know you're, <laughs> you're at the photo shoot, so I was like, I don't want to ask again, but if you if you were kindly, yes, if you would <laughs> please bless us with another piece. Ladies, are y'all cool with that? Y'all good with that? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. The floor is yours, ma'am. Oh, indeed. Um, okay. So, <laughs> well, in, in honor of, of ladies, um, here's this one. Um, I craved their acceptance, and I feared their rejection, so I gave up being the exception. I put my soul down. I exchanged that for some sin. I lost myself and couldn't hear from within. I couldn't face myself or my pen. Grins were harder from the men who then professed they love for me, but whose walk only minimalistically compared to the soldier in me. See, there is no way that they could have carried my cross. You must learn to follow before you can boss. And for some of us, it takes 40 years of being lost. Now, that's once you get up out of Egypt. Now, this ain't even counting the ones that don't know that we's free. See, some of us are still slaves to the trees. Whether hanging or slanging, got them all meditating, moving that weight. You can't be moving and waiting for a sign from the man. You must thoroughly understand his plan. That means you got to read it for yourself. It is detrimental to your health that you do not follow the masses. Classless futures are promised. So as the dumb become bums and the, and the rich continue to run from the ones who lucked up and defied the odds and got those good jobs, the snobs that used to be in the barrel with the rest of the crabs now laugh at the ones who opted out of the abortion standing in line waiting on their portion of a slice of American pie. See, the ones that laugh will probably die, which is why they didn't even try to carry the gift of life. Despite the trife appearance of the crowd, get past the smell of the loud, plus the fact that our youth is floating on a cloud, dig deep and listen to the judgmental sounds that circulate inside of your head. And realize that there may be a piece of you that is already dead, and the only way to deliver it is to go through the birthing process. Now you got to savor the pain of this enormous abscess as you face your truth. 
die to yourself and become the living proof or remain aloof to the world around you. Now, as darkness surrounds you and your neighbor's grass astounds you, the profound you may be lost in translation. Penetration of these verses and curses of generations that never was. And the only thing that can save you is love of self, the wealth. And until the decline of your health, you still won't see the majesty in his creation. Reevaluate your foundation, especially if you find that your faith has been shaken. It may mean that you've been faking or perhaps just chasing a dream that didn't belong to you. Love, I speak of things I've already been through. Under the sun, nothing is new. Now, if the devil is a liar, then you know that God is the truth. You got to reboot and allow yourself to go through that storm that was designed just for you. You will only come out stronger. But the longer you meditate in bitterness, why, hell, the longer you're going to have to travel through that wilderness. But the sad part is it's a lot of folk that still don't understand which is why there is an entire generation that never made it to see the promised land. And here we are. Me, I am what America's made. Let me take a minute to say who to all the soldiers out there that still ain't getting paid for this PTSD that they've gifted unto we. You know, nobody told us that that was going to be a part of the all you can be. Nobody told us that the American dream would come with some depression and a need to feed an obsession that turns into greed. They also then tell us that it'll come at the price of our seeds. You got 14 hours away, a day on your feet, and you still ain't got enough to make. Probably didn't tell you your house wasn't going to be worth shit. Because you bought it on that street where the red line speaks louder than the blood that seeps from underneath the sheet. Of that example they made of that brown boy's body. You probably thinking your aggression is just coming from your stressing. You got to lessen your trust in the system, love. You got to question the role of who's actually pushing this poison. Your medicine is in our water. And child support owns our fathers. And our daughters are the closest thing that we've got to help. So early on, she is trained to lighten the strain of the weight of the pressure on mommy's chest. And it ain't because daddy left because mentally that brother's always been gone. And this sister's always been strong. But it ain't no black superwoman over here, y'all. Nah. It's just a woman running from the fear of breaking. Not like Turbo and Ozone, but something like how Kanye West did after Donda was gone. Or like how welfare did our homes. Broken like that. Ransacked. Broken like lack. Broken like backs. Broken like crack. Broken like black and blue ribs to remind her from where she came. Although I have never seen a man endure the pain of birthing a woman, Mr. Pastor, especially not in no relationship, hell, most men can't even handle a little lip from a mouthy woman, let alone a period of postpartum. Y'all got a part in my diction. My intuition has me tripping and rejecting this bullshit-ass system and the mindsets that go with it, you know? Toxic masculinity has a direct link to white supremacy. With black toxic femininity propping up that bullshit. Okay, friends, shit. Okay, friends, shit. So forgive me, propaganda's got me full. <laughs> shit. I'm trying to hold down at this point everything I've been force-fed my whole life, learning how to be a whole wife when all I've ever been trained to do is be a victim. And the truth, y'all, I'm always spit it. But if it don't convict them, what good does it do? What hoods have y'all grew? You got to ask them, who in this world is you? No, really, y'all, like, who in this world is you? You know, I once told a brother I was God. Oh, man, he looked at me crazy. He looked at me like I was out. He said, he said girl, you got some nerve thinking you can talk like that. 
He said, don't you know we is black? Yeah, he ain't really said. He ain't really said like that. That's just how I felt like he felt on the inside when he said that slave shit to me. I said, um, <laughs> nigga, don't you know we under attack? I said, but bro, why do you think it's been like that, though, huh? You still thinking it's something that we lack, huh, Henrietta? The devil's foot has been on our backs. Perhaps because all along they knew the power of our songs. And they knew the power of our psalms. And they knew the power of these palms, y'all. We built this place. Then we're told we can't participate. They took a head start. Now they're trying to let us in the race, but they still try to convince us that we're the inferior race. When the truth is, it's only a human race, and, well, we got all the hue. Now let us trace our lineage in this country. We didn't all get off slave ships. As Moana discovered, we were explorers, cultivating an entire civilization just like we did in Egypt, free trip down memory lane. Keep looking at me like I'm insane. See, the bullshit we've been believing is what's really strange. Y'all know Jesus wasn't a Christian, but he was absolutely a slave ship. We waste time putting blame on one another instead of utilizing our lane. But you got to understand that was a part of the game. Slavery was about making us inhumane so they could justify mistreatment. And I testify all the reasons. But see, I need protection in this season. When a queen speaks pain, she just be needing a king that can step up and add a little seasoning to the truth that she be sprinkling so that the enemy don't be thinking she ain't got nobody behind her that's ready for war. Let's get it. <laughs> that's, that's that. You guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> Ooh, love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna just throw my microphone at her. Let me just throw my whole computer, the whole studio mic. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna everything. just throw it off. So everything yeah. to you. Thank you, you guys. I don't. I don't even. Somebody say something because I have a whole. I wrote all over my page. All of the hashtags and the bars that you dropped. So, right go ahead, Francesca. Any opportunity with the mic, you guys. I refuse to misuse. Um, I hope y'all was blessed. Y'all absolutely blessed me with y'all platform, and I thank you so much. You said you must thank be. You, for the, you must gift. follow. Now, one thing you said. You said you must follow before you boss. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta follow before you can boss. Before that you, before is a you whole hashtag. What it is to be a boss, you gotta learn how to follow so that you know how to treat the people that's gonna follow you, so that mm-hmm. you remember what it feel like to be in their shoes. And a lot of times we that's become the boss and we forget, we forget about that. It might have been one person that was amazing to you, but that one person, that one person may have changed your life. When everybody else on the team was trash, that one person. So we forget to be that one person. You gotta be that to everybody. That's how you sow the seed. When you, you said Kanye, you said Kanye after Donda. I wanted to throw the entire just show away. Yeah. I, I was gonna end it. My brother I was broke. gonna end it. Yeah, my brother broke. I was right gonna there. end the entire show on that. And then you said you must reevaluate your foundation. And I think that that goes mm-hmm. back to what we're saying right now about our education system. We have mm-hmm. to reevaluate mm-hmm. the foundation that we are building and teaching our children on because we are, we are educating the future. So we have to really, really break that down, and which is what 
what the show is all about. And this is what the Tea with Mo is all about. We are all about looking at these topics and really examining and really talking about these questions that we're not talking about. And predominantly in the minority community, we have to do that. We have to reevaluate what is important. If COVID has taught us nothing, it has taught us to reevaluate what is your foundation and what is important to you. A couple of weeks back, we had a wellness show, and one question that was big that we've always been saying is hashtag know your wealth, or I'm sorry, know your worth and wealth. Know what you're worth. Know what it is worth sending our children into the system and into the school system and sending our teachers, our black women, our black men, all of our minority communities into this present-day school system that they are trying to have us in. They're already trying to kill us on the street. But now you're trying to kill us in the school, too. Now you're trying to take away our, our babies. And and that's something that I think that we, every parent, every caregiver, every aunt, uncle, every human being has to look at that right now, even in your workplace. That's a question that we have to say. That that right there, you just you just gave us our final sip. Hey. Um, you definitely you definitely, definitely gave us that final sip. That's gonna be the final sip for today. Well, mother, we definitely thank you again and and I'm so glad I got a second piece. I didn't wanna hog all your time, so I appreciate you definitely <laughs> um sharing that with us because that we needed. That both of the poems I, I'm just amazed and remember sippers. You guys can go follow her. Um, you guys can go follow her and make sure that you guys tune in. I will be tuning in tomorrow because I just want to hey. hear the knowledge that is dropped for sure. Make Monday sure night like at 7 o'clock. And that is 7 o'clock uh, Eastern time. That is 6 p.m. Standard Eastern time Standard us, Time. Yep, we're going back yes, at 7 p.m. Well, we will and that's definitely on IG Live. In. IG Live. Okay. Okay. Yep. So if y'all just go like and subscribe her and turn on your notifications, you won't miss any of that. So make sure you guys go do that. Again, thank you so, so much. Again, we, Sippers, we are going to go into a music break. And when we come back, we will have our product of the week. And we will have our final sip. And we will talk some more with Ms. Francesca. So we'll be right back, guys. Hey, Sade.
going to cut that Friday a little short today, just a little short today. Ladies, how are y'all feeling? Feeling great. That poem was all that. Both of them, actually. Yes. Loved every minute of it. That's awesome. She's really talented. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get out of here, I believe we have a child's point of view. We've got a, a child, uh, um, I would say, uh, I don't know how young um, Sunny our caller is, but I definitely, definitely we would love to get a child's perspective on this before we end the topic. Yes, so we have with us Shayla and Malaysia. Shayla is 12 and will be starting eighth grade this year. And Malaysia is 10 and she will be starting fifth grade this year. And they just kind of want to share with us a little bit about how they feel with the new virtual learning versus in-person. Okay. Um, hey, my name is Shayla. How I feel about the virtual learning, I feel like that it's going to be harder for us to learn because certain people have different learning experience about learning, and it's going to be hard to learn because it's going to be, like, different from them explaining it from on the board than on the computer. Hi, my name is Malaysia. I'm 10 years old. This is my second time doing the virtual. I think it's going to be hard because some of us have to go out of class and some of us have to stay at in class. And, and that's going to be hard for them to, to like, like read and stuff because we all, we all need to be in the same class together. And sometimes... Thank you, Boo. Well, well, thank you, little ladies, for your point of view. We are so, that was awesome, and we really appreciate you guys giving your point of view on our topic today. It's much needed. We definitely need to hear from, from you guys because you're the ones who have to go to school virtually. So we appreciate it, ladies. They said thank you. They had to go. <laughs> So that you know, I, we, that was that was the first for us. We definitely got a a different point of view. So we've had all three. We've had all three points of view. We've had the teacher side with Miss Francesca. We've had the parent side, and now we've had we've heard from our kids. Um, and I think that we are all saying the same thing. Now, if only we could get our government and our and our school district to listen to us. Um, I think if we could get the administration to listen to what we're saying then we would be definitely on a better path, for sure. So, ladies, any final thoughts before we go ahead and go into our next music break? I would say um, parents, teachers, hang in there as much as you can. Um, Stay positive, stay encouraging, and stay healthy. Boy, now that that definitely – for you, Ms. Francesca, again, we thank you so much for coming and taking the time to stepping in and um, having this dialogue with us. And we want to say we pray for your success and the success of your boys this year and the success of your school district. Um, we hope that you um, definitely stay 
well, stay positive, stay blessed up, stay safe. If there's anything that you need that we can do here at the show to help your school year go better, please do not hesitate um, to to let us know. Um, we are definitely are here for that, and we are just so grateful that you came in. Um, any shout-outs you want to give out to anybody before we let you go? Um, Shout-out to yours truly. He told me about it. <laughs> so thanks. I want to thank him for letting me know, and um, it was fun. Had a great time. Well, thank you so much. I think Sunny is going to have to uh, – I think she's got to dial back in. She's got some technical difficulties. So on behalf of myself and her, and I know she's going to uh, probably uh, have a whole bunch that she wanted to say, but um, we are definitely grateful. And, um, again, yeah, shout-out to YTV for him, our poet plug. He's our, our – our, um, a poet plug for the for the show, so we are definitely grateful. And now he is our feature plug as well. Uh, so we're excited okay. um, that to have you on. Sunny, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Um, I just okay, want to say thank you, you so much, Francesca. Um, we appreciate you coming on the show last minute, but we also appreciate the work that you do. Um, teaching is most definitely a work of heart, no matter what grade or what age that you teach, it takes a huge dedication from yourself and your family as well. And teaching during this pandemic um, has to go to you and your fellow teachers. Um, I hope you guys have a safe, safe school year and take care of yourself, stay healthy. And like Mother said, keep inspiring these kids, keep being voice for um, not just our kids, but for our all kids. Well, Miss Francesca, we're going to go ahead and let you go. We hope you stick around for the rest of the show. And, again, I am so appreciative for you coming on um, and taking the time to kick it with us here at the Tea with Mo for about a good two hours Thank you time. again. Um, we definitely um, want, again, thank you so much. So we're going to go ahead and go into our next visit break. When we come back, Sippers, we are going to get straight into our product of the week and our final sip. Stay tuned.
Shoppers, well, we are back. You are now again tuned in to the Tea with Mo. We have come down to that final time and that final hour. So, Sunny, it's been a good show. Oh, my goodness. We, we are almost at, we're actually oh, over two hours, actually, for this show. Um, so, let's get straight into our product of the It's the product of the week. So this week, our product of the week, we are featuring a business here locally in Katy, Texas called Delta Fitness. This is a woman's gym located, like I said, in Katy, Texas. They just had a soft opening yesterday. Um, Delta Fitness has a three-step process. One is 30-minute workout, so you get an hour's result within 30 minutes. Then they have child supervision, and it's built for women. This is an all-women's gym. So, fellas, I will have to find you another gym to attend because this one is not going to be for you. Their signature tone and and torch workout for 30 minutes of high-intensity exercise followed by low-intensity movements and resting periods. They welcome body sculpting exercises with bursts of cardio to get your heart pumping and your muscles burning. The format is easy to follow, and it allows you to burn up to 900 calories in a single session. Make sure you guys go check out their website, which is www.deltalifefitness.com. Specifically for the Katie location, you can put slash Katie. The good thing, Sunny, about this that I enjoyed it, that I loved, one, it's locally here in my community here in Katie, but the great thing about them is that they cater to women with children. They have a child um, learning center that is, of course, COVID-safe. Um, that you can actually go and work out and take your kids, especially, you know, for mothers like you who their kids are younger. You don't have to to sacrifice working out by not having childcare. So that's what makes Delta Fitness so unique to some of the other gyms here um, that I've noticed. They may have some locations across the nation, Um, So make sure you guys check them out, especially if you are local here in Houston or here in Katy. Um, But I just thought that that was such a great benefit that they have and how they cater that. And the fact that you can get an hour result in less time, girl, I go to that 30-minute class. I actually signed up, so I cannot wait to actually go take my first class um, because, man, it's hot. And nobody wants to go outside and work out. I don't want to work out alone, period. I don't know about you, but I can do 30 minutes. I definitely don't like working out alone. I would love to be able to find a class like that. Like, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm really um, excited to try it. So I will let you guys know how it works out um, and how it comes out. But definitely excited. Um, and they, the good thing about them also is that they are being very COVID safe. Um, They are taking a lot of precautions with COVID, um, so being comfortable and working out in this day and time is something that's really important. But enough about working out, because all he's doing is making me hungry. So (laughs) (laughs) let's go straight into our final sip. Now, Mother gave us a final sip that is definitely worth the time. Which she said, so we're going to have two final sips this week. The first final sip is hashtag, tag, I'm sorry, reevaluate your foundation. 
Guys, as we're looking at this topic that we're talking about of sending our kids back to school, this, again, is making us look at our education system. We need to make sure that we are taking the time to reevaluate the foundation on which our country is built. This also ties into something that we're really here big on at the CSMO is voting. Making sure that you go out and that you are exercising your right to vote. If you are not registered to vote, please go to vote.org and look and see what you need to do for your county. Make sure that your address is correct. Make sure that you know where your local precincts are. We are in the, uh, a day and age where we have to have change. Um, and again, it's going to start with us reevaluating our foundation. So reevaluating our foundation as a nation, um, as a human being, and most importantly now, since our topic is reevaluating it for our education system. Now, I also had another final, our actual final tip for the week is you have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose. Guess who that's by, Sunny? You'll never oh, guess. None other than the great doctor. Dr. Sue. Sue. You would know. <laughs> so, guys, again, just remember, <laughs> just remember that you choose, and that ties in again. You choose how you want your foundation to be. So just keep that in mind as you're processing throughout the week and as you're sipping on your Long Island iced teas as these kids are gearing up. I, we definitely here at the Tea with Mo, we are going to pray for every parent, all of our school teachers, all of our staff, every child, everyone who is affected by going back to school this week and the next couple of weeks. We wish you guys nothing but success, love, and safety. So we also want to take the time to um, thank our feature for this week. Francesca, thank you so much for stepping in at the last minute. Um, shout out to Danielle, who was supposed to be our feature. We will definitely have her back on. All of our prayers and love go to her. Um, hopefully she is doing well. And we got a, man, if I had a foghorn sound, I would play it right now. If I had a drop the mic sign or sound, I don't know, but. To Mother, thank you so much again, Mother the Creator. We appreciate you coming in and giving us those gems, that poetic gems. Oh, my goodness. Um, we are so excited. Also, sisters, remember to check out her open mic on Instagram Live. Follow her and subscribe. That is on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, make sure you guys go out and like and subscribe to the Tea with Mo. You won't know what our topics are if you don't go like and share and subscribe to our social media platforms. It's the Tea with Mo. It's very simple, the Tea with Mo on all social media platforms. Um, be sure if you want to leave us a review or if there's a topic that you want to hear us talk about, go ahead and either DM us or leave us a note or something. Shout out, I don't know, doesn't matter. If you just like us. You can like and subscribe and leave us a review for that, too. We would appreciate it. Don't forget, also, you can also replay the, the um, episodes on Tuesdays. Yes, I said Tuesdays. I know I said Mondays, but I've moved it to Tuesdays now. On SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash the tea with Mo. Also, you can also check it out on Blog Talk Radio slash the tea with Mo. We're here every week, every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Next week. Our show topic is by question mark. We are going to be diving in with um, our featured poet for the week, which is Miss Trills. We she is from Dallas, Texas. We will be talking the topic of is it is there a such thing as being by? So make sure you guys tune into that. Again, our number is five six three nine 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 three zero two eight. 
Sunny, any shout-outs, any final wishes? Because we are over, and that that lady is singing to me. Uh, no, just everybody, good luck um, to all the students getting ready to go back to school and all the parents. And parents, just remember, do what's best for you and your family, regardless of what anybody else thinks. Love y'all. Have a great week. All right. We are out of here. And just remember, guys, when the tea gets too hot, <laughs> let it cool down. We'll see y'all next week. now.